It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Locked On Jazz for the 12th of December. Nearing the quarter poll, let's pretend we got called into a meeting. Where do we stand? What do we need to do? What is our status? What would we say? How would we prepare for that meeting? We'll do it today on Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, and, oh, a lot of geeky numbers. Today's show is your daily Utah Jazz podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your smart speakers. Uh, today, uh, here, Here's what I want to do today. So, I kind of just did this last night, and I'm just going to walk you through it. We'll just do it together. I just pretended last night, what happens if I got asked... Uh, where do you think we stand? Are we in trouble? Like, what would you answer? Uh, by let's pretend, let's pretend that we're all preparing for a meeting and we're going in with Dennis and Quinn, and we have to advise them. So, um, we're, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, the other day, uh, I mentioned, and I want to thank. It looked like we a, a bunch of people uh, jumped aboard. I wanted to thank you, the the family that Rob Taylor uh, from Shamrock Auto is buying. Um, is helping out with the uh, the Mark and Sharon Honey uh, Family Fund out in American Fork, uh, who have the th- the three children we talked about on the, with muscular dystrophy that we talked about the other day, and then uh, the n- incredible uh, work by Rob and, and his group to um, try to get them uh, a device. I guess it's called a lift, but lift sounds like you're getting them a ride now. Uh, a lift into their car. Uh, that GoFundMe seemed like it picked up some um, action from all you guys. Uh, remember, it's GoFundMe.com. Uh, help dash the honeys. They're all dashes in between these. Help the honeys for the holidays. Um, help dash the dash honeys dash for dash the holiday dash holidays. I knew I couldn't get it right. Um, really, Rob's doing great stuff on that. Um, and great to have the Locked On community behind it. Rob's really pushing it. Uh, they're getting the Honey family a small bus with a handicap or wheelchair lift. Um, pretty life-changing for them. So uh, if you get a chance to support that, uh, please do. Thanks really bigger, th- you know. Yeah, if you get a chance to support that, not bigger, but, you know, cool that Rob's that. Um, he's emailed me every day about it. He's just, this is his passion project right now. So I want to support him. Uh, as much as possible, and uh, obviously if we can help these this family who's got three children with muscular dystrophy, that would be incredible. All right, let's get to it. So the first, the first thing you have to evaluate if you're going to try to figure out um, where we are is kind of what we've actually embarked upon. So, and then in what direction is the team heading? So let's let's start there. Over the last 10 games, the Jazz have the 11th best differential in the NBA. 
I think our goal was probably to be the fifth or sixth best differential in the NBA. I think we probably would take. But 11th best differential tells me not broken. Right? If we're the 27th best differential, and we then are going to talk about the scheduling and strength of schedule and all those things, I think I'm a little bit like, you know what? I don't, I, I'm not sure if that. But we're, we're looking at that as being, the t- over the last 10 games, being the 11th best differential. Tells me that, you know, we, we got to get a little bit better. Or, frankly, we need the schedule to get a little softer. Um, and and we'll get better that we're not we're not a mess. I think that's that's an important realization. What direction is the team playing in? Is it playing better than now? Offensively, we're 18th, which is what we were last year. Defensively, we're eighth, but with a minor tweak, could get to fourth, third, or fourth pretty quickly. One point per hundred possessions gets you to third. Oklahoma City's just in another class. And then we're 11th overall with a plus 2.9 differential. In in the West, we're behind the Lakers, the Warriors, the Timberwolves, and the Thunder. We'll talk about the Timberwolves here in a little bit. They're really interesting. Okay, so last 10 games, fifth best team in the West. All right. Like, that, that gives me that to, like, it's broken. We're in serious trouble. That kind of removed, to me, that removes that on. Then we look at the, let's look at the win-loss record in three different fashions. We talked about this yesterday on the program, but I think this is really relevant. There are now five teams in the NBA with single-digit wins in the NBA. We have played zero of our 28 games against those teams. Zero. We will play 22% of our remaining games against those teams. Okay? So before I, if I'm Dennis Lindsay or Quinn Snyder, and I think this is really tricky, by the way. I think this is, in, this is particularly for the coaching staff who live this day-to-day test evaluation for them to sit back right now and say, I think we're okay, I we're going to be fine, is impossible. But to somehow not make adjustments that actually scar you to the future is what you're trying to do, and that's nearly impossible. Well, not nearly impossible. It, it just, you, you feel as though after you get blown out by the athleticism of Oklahoma City, you have to react. Right? So as much as Dante might be struggling, you know what, let's figure out how to get him on the floor. He's our only player we have who's that elite-level athlete that matches, and with Alec gone and Kyle Korver for shooting, we gave up some athleticism for Kyle, so we got to get, like, you just start to react. I think it's incredibly difficult for the coaching staff to go through this process. There are nine teams in the NBA right now that are three or more games below 500. We're beginning to see the separation, right? So that's a third of the teams in the NBA are now three or more games below 500. So that's going to be that tier. Like, we're beginning to see that take place. We have played two of 28 games against those teams. Two. One against Brooklyn, one against Miami. The Jazz will play 33% of their remaining games against those teams. 
33%, 18 of their next 54 games will be against those teams. And then, so the opening, as we evaluate where this team sits, 11th in differential over the last 10 games, not for the whole season, certainly 13 and 15, but having played none of the five worst teams in the league, having played only two of 28 games against the other teams in the league, and you'll now play 18 of your final 54 games. That in this would be is is incredible. Now, so that's 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 the load we've taken strength of schedule. Number two strength of schedule in the league, regardless of home away rest, anything of that other than the Phoenix Suns. Part two of this is on Friday, December 21st, nine days from today. The Jazz will play their 21st road game in 65 days. 21 road game in 65 days. They will then play, so that was 21 games. They will then play 20 road games in their next 110 days. Let me say that again. 21 road games, 65 days. 20 road games, 110 days. All right. that's, That's the compass we have to use to figure out our direction. There's two other little scheduling notes, and then we'll look at where the team is. Um, And I'll have those for you in a second. And I do think we've learned something. It's not – I find it almost impossible to evaluate, but I do think we've learned something. I'm not going to try, oh, we don't know anything. No, I got something for you coming up. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by The Store at 6200 South and 20th East. Holiday shopping Little gifts, little knickknacks. They've done a wonderful job of decorating the store. You know what I love when I go to the store? Every time I drive in, seriously, it's like old school. There is a young high school kid pushing a cart out with the groceries for some older person and taking the groceries to the car. And it just says to me, community. It just makes me feel so great. That's community. That's what it's all about. And that's what the store's all about. Whether it's having the local cheeses or the local cotton candy. Whether it's having the local tortilla chips from the guy that uh, Jeff saw, at, or from the woman who Jeff uh, asked about at a wedding when he had the best tortilla chips he's ever had in his life. What, what, however it might be, your sign of community. Whether it's the fact that you and I have now bonded over the brilliance of the mudslide cookie. Whatever it might be, that's the store. 6200 South, 20th East. June pies come on all week long with all the, the meals coming on Friday. Check it out. 6200 South, 20th East. Uh, I want to thank you. I got uh, Keenan over at Grip6. Does a lot of really, really cool uh, technology stuff, which I admire. And so he just sent me the report on how the Locked On Podcast Network is doing on our uh, compared to some other podcasts on grip6.com slash lock. It is a business. Um, we have the average, highest average order value. Uh, we've had a bunch of transactions, 30 uh, plus now, I think up to 40 of you probably have bought, bought uh, 
Grip6.com belts. So thank you very much for your support. Grip6.com slash lock. That's Grip6.com slash lock. Uh, I love the Grip6 belt. Truly, Keenan said it to me. I have not worn another belt since. I'm not. It's like not unless I've like got both my Grip6 belts belts in my luggage from the trip the night back and I was too lazy to bring my bag upstairs. Then maybe there's been like one day. Um, $89 pack. Lock 89 is the promo code. Three buckles, three straps include the Grip6 hanger. Go to uh, Grip6.com slash lock. You get three belts, three buckles, and a hanger. It's great. Uh, interchangeable belts. Excuse me. Interchangeable uh, hand uh, buckles, interchangeable straps, and uh, slides underneath. Fits perfectly. It's a great. It just makes the belt better. It's really cool. Can go formal, can go casual. Works really, really well in all regards. That's grip6.com slash lock. Here's what I know. And I think this is, like, I, I, I as I was writing down my notes for the show today, I, as I wrote this down, I thought, well, someone's going to think I'm being really tongue-in-cheek. But, but here's what I know. We're not a 60-win team. Okay, so if you thought that last year's team which was a, probably a realistic thought, was going to come back and mimic the 30-9 and nine close and be... Actually, you know what? Rob Taylor, Shamrock Otto thought this. He, I mean, he he really thought we were going to win the title. He, thought, he really thought we were going to play in the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors and beat them. I mean, that's truly... What Rob believed. So if you believed, now that's not necessarily out the window that we still, by the end of this, aren't home court advantage, pull an upset, get to the sec, get to the conference finals and play the Warriors. That's still probably in the playbook somewhere. I mean, if we have a seven-game series against Denver, seven-game series against Oklahoma City, which I think are probably the two other best teams in the West, though Houston looked like they clicked in a little bit last night, um, then you know, I think we could win those series, particularly with Quinn and particularly with our coach, with our way our team plays. And um, it's still, you know, but if you thought we were a 60 win team, we're not. That is clear. The games we needed to win the so far this year, if we had won those games, we'd be, that's, that's what 60 win teams do. So Toronto is a 60 win team. Um, Golden State, to me, is far superior. Uh, you know, the way I thought this year was going to start when I predicted at the beginning was Toronto was far superior to everybody in the East. That's true. And that Boston, Indiana, Philadelphia, Milwaukee were interchangeable. That's going to turn out to be true. And in the West, Golden State was far superior to everybody. And that Oklahoma City, Denver, Utah, Houston would be battling for, and I actually had San Antonio, battling for home court spots, and Portland, Clippers, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Lakers, I had Pelicans home court, would be battling for playoff spots. What I didn't have was that Memphis was going to be 15-11 and 11 and Sacramento was going to be 14-12. and 12. And what I did have was that Utah was going to be 13-15 and 15 at this point. Interestingly enough, that if you look at the road to 52, we are exactly on pace to 52 wins, which I think, maybe not because of the way Denver's played, 
which I think could get you the two seed. We'll see. Oklahoma City's going to have to come back to back, and they're really good. Oklahoma City's defense is so good, they're not going to lose to bad teams, and they've proven that. They're 13-1 against teams that are below 500. Um, but if you go look at our road to 52, which for those of you who are, not, are new to road to 52, road to 52 set is you look at every team. You're going to play the Denver Nuggets four times. You're going to split at them at home, split on the road. You're going to play the Clippers four times. I probably have us beating the Clippers three out of four. We haven't played them enough to know. You're going to play the Lakers four times. Actually, we may only play them three. You're going to lose in L.A. You're going to beat them in Salt Lake. You're going to play Memphis four times. I think I had us beating them three times and losing once, which we will not do. So then you get a negative one, and you work through it. And by the time you're where we stand right now, we are on pace for 52 wins. Now, we do keep getting blown out. And the same thing actually happened last year. And... So my next data point is something that does concern me. Um, When trailing at the half, the Cleveland Cavaliers have not won a game this year. The Phoenix Suns have won one game this year. And the Utah Jazz have won one game this year. And those are the lowest numbers of any team in the NBA. Now, Phoenix has done it 20 times. We've done it 12, and Cleveland's done it 15 times. But the Bulls have won twice when trailing at the half, and Atlanta's won three times when trailing at the half, and Brooklyn's won twice, and Miami's won twice. And we're the only other team in the league to have one, only one come-from-behind win from halftime, other than Phoenix and then Cleveland. Now... I could just as easily go right back to what we just talked about, that we have not played a single bad team all year. Or we've only played two games all year against teams that have these losing records. And frankly, who are you going to come back from and beat? Right? If you fall behind 10 in the NBA, you only win 21% of the time. But Toronto wins 90% of those, and the Spurs win 85, and the 76ers win 80, and the Thunder win 88, and the Pelicans are 12-0, and and Memphis is not great. They're 73%, and Indiana's 12-0. and So, well, who, who loses these games? Well, Cleveland's 6-5, and and Miami's 9-5, and and the Knicks are 5-5. Five and five. We haven't played them, and Phoenix is 3-4. and four. So maybe this is actually all the exact same thing. That we actually haven't, Atlanta's four and three. We haven't played any of those teams. Brooklyn is 10 and eight. We got ahead. Or maybe that's our one down 10 win for all I know. So, and then this might be related. This I don't love. Down 15. We've done that 11 times. Atlanta's done it 20. The Knicks have done it or excuse me, Cleveland's done it 18. Phoenix has done it 18. The Knicks have done it 16. The Wizards have done it 15. The Bulls have been down 14. The Pelicans have been down 15 12 times. And then you get to us. We're at 11 and the Spurs are at 11. 76ers are actually at 10. Detroit's actually at 10. But we're on the upper end now of getting... Run, getting run. 
Okay, that's not that's not great. Again, fatigue, quality of opponent plays into that. The numbers are startling. The the numbers of what we've had to do. So we've played 18 road games. The next closest in the Western Conference is 15. Like I think you've probably heard that a thousand times. The other one is teams versus games versus teams with record of 500 above. We've played 18. The Warriors have played 19. The Pelicans have played 20. Like we're not great in those games. We're seven and 11. But you put the two together. All right, we're not the same though, right? At least it doesn't feel that way. So let's delve into actual game information. So at this point, if I've been, our exercise was to figure out where we stand as though we were being called in to Quinn Snyder and Dennis Lindsay. And frankly, at this point, with all the data I have out there, I, I I would be leading them to say, we believed in what we had at the beginning of the year. We believe in our systems. We're a process-oriented franchise. Let's hold course. That's That would be my suggestion. Now, are there things in individual nights where we need to get better? Let's look at that uh, next. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Uh I'm driving their brand new Santa Fe. I find it remarkable. Uh, last year's Santa Fe just left with my, actually my wife's driving today. She's driving the kids down uh, to school today. Uh, the sun, it might snow a little, so the 16-year-old's not driving quite yet. And I think my wife has a meeting. Uh, but nonetheless, that's more family information than you need to know. But we are a Hyundai family now. Uh, the brand itself, if you don't know it already, check it out. You They are able to peek out on all the safety tests, have fabulous in-car experience with technology, give you, have great space, super drive for less money than you can get almost anywhere else. And maybe the Lexus brand is so flashy that matters to you or something else than that. But if you go compare, uh, there's a great Robbie Bosco story. I think you'll see Robbie Bosco driving a, Hyundai, because Robbie Bosco went down to Murdoch Hyundai and Linden and just finally compared the two and said, you know what, I just get way more for my dollar. So check it out. If you're in the market for a car, stop by the showroom. Do this for me. Stop by the showroom. At least look at it, sit in it, feel the space you get, see all of the extras you get, look at the ta- ta- uh, the safety ratings, and then decide for yourself what you think. It's Murdoch Hyundai. 4646 South State Street in Murray, also in Logan and in Linden. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay. So now let's dig in. Offensively, it looks like the Jazz are not as good as they were a year ago. They're 21st in the league compared to 16 according to Clean the Glass. So they're off 
A little. What's interesting is their rating is the exact same. So the league has gotten better offensively, and we're ra- our ranking is almost the exact same. It also is one of those things where you better be a little, look a little, take another step deeper than the ranking and look at, like, well, if we got, like, .3 better by making some shots, what happens? And we would, there's a bunch of teams that are all kind of bunched together. So you better, you better be aware of that. According to Cleaning the Glass, offensively, we are currently ranked 21st, and then .5 gets us to 20, and a full point, which is a good amount, gets us up to 17th, which is right where we were a year ago. Okay, so what's not as good? Our shooting is exactly the same. Our effective field goal percentage is 53.2. It was 53. Our turnover rate is a little bit higher, but 26th to 25th, about the exact same. Our offensive rebounding rate is about the exact same as it was a year ago, 21st to 19th. And our free throw rate is better. So wait a sec. We're better in most of the four factors, and yet our offense ranks less good because the league's gotten better offensively, and we haven't entirely matched the league. Um, <clears throat> interestingly, in the half court, we're the exact same. 92.9 to 92.8, and the league's not as good. We're actually better than in our ranking. Here's where we're not very good this year. Last year, off live rebounds, according to Cleaning the Glass, we averaged 122.5 points per play. This year, we're at 101.4. And we're actually doing it more. So... In transition, off a miss, getting out and going and scoring, which gives us a little bit of a momentum. And we haven't had what we think of our defensive runs, probably because we're getting defensive stops, we're not scoring the other way. That's a big one right there. It's really kind of strange, by the way, because the last two years we were the third best team in the league at it. So why are we not as good off the live rebound? If I'm Quinn Snyder, I'm delving into that. Defensively, we are... We've gone from the second-best team to the eighth-best team defensively. And the biggest difference is two things. We went from sixth in the league defending the shot to 18th. Huge difference. Let's dig into it in a second. We're not forcing nearly as many turnovers, it looks like, because we went from fifth to 12th. Actually, we're forcing about the exact same amount of turnovers, but the rest of the league is committing more turnovers. And so even though we're at 15.2, it's down. I wouldn't worry about that one too much. I think it'll come back. Our offense, our defensive rebounding is almost the same. It's from third to sixth. And the amount we foul is right at league average. But why are we allowing more shots to go in? Let's dig into it. We are short mid-range shot where Rudy used to come out and kind of bother you right in the paint, paint non-restricted area. Last year we allowed 38%. League is at 40%. This year we're allowing 43%. We're 27th in the league. I know you're going to hate this, but you know what that is? That is probably playing good teams and bad luck. And teams being fresh early in the year. That number will come back. I promise. We're allowing the mo- we're forcing the most amount of those shots in the league. It's a great shot to force. Long twos. Teams are hitting 43%. Last year they hit 39.7 against us. League average is 40%. We're forcing... Not quite as many as we did a year ago. We've actually, I think, I think we've reacted to teams making this shot and we're taking it away, which you can decide whether you think that's good or bad. Um, that 43.3%, guess what? It'll come back to the middle, I promise. That's just bad luck. Not a lot. Probably just one or two percentage points. We won't be 27th all year long. There's no track record of us being 27th. 
Corner three. We're one of the top ten teams in the league at denying it. Teams aren't making it. Last year they hit twenty sec. They hit forty percent against us this year. They're thirty one. That'll actually go the other way. Teams will start to make that one a little bit against us. Above the break three. We allow the fewest in the NBA and teams are making them. Okay? So a little bit of those two might go together. That we allow the fewest of any in the NBA. We allow the second most amount of threes of anyone in the NBA. Teams are making 37.8% of those shots against us. That's a little high. That'll come down, I think. But maybe because we're so good at defending it, only the best shooters are getting them off. And our three-point overall numbers are right at league average, 36.2. So that above the break will come down. That corner three will go up. That'll probably help us a tiny bit. Um... Those mid-range shots will not continue to go in and will get a little bit better. So what does that mean? I would suspect that if Quinn can figure out why we're not as good off live ball rebounds, we can get the offense back to average. I would suspect that the defense is probably not as good as it was a year ago. The league has changed a little bit. Can we get to a top five defense with a few of those things Going our direction and playing a little bit with more force and more intensity and more desperation? Probably. And so then you're about a top five defense and an average offense. You're probably right in the hunt somewhere in the 48, 49, 50, 51 win range. That's that's my evaluation of where we are, who we are, and so... What does that mean going forward is probably something we can talk about later this week. But if I'm with Dennis and Quinn, my panic button is not being touched. Some things aren't quite as good as they were a year ago. The schedule has been a large part of it, but there are some things that just aren't quite as sharp. And if you thought we were a 55 to 60 win team, I think we've shown you that's not true. But we're probably still hovering... Low 50s, my only concern, the way the schedule breaks out, it's just really hard to win that many games in a row, though we did it a year ago. All right, that's my Where We Sit, Dennis Lindsay, Quinn Snyder meeting. I'd love your comments. You can hit me at, at Locked On Sports um, or let me know about that. I need to get our Locked On Jazz Facebook group back up and running. That's my fault. I actually just need a moderator or two. So if anybody wants to do that, email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. I'm not great at delegating, so that's been a problem, but I can't keep up with it. So let's see what we can do to get that back up and running. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.